Hallelujah. Amen. You could be seated. Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to read verse, several verses this morning in our opening text. Get some of you caught up on your Bible reading. Amen. Don't forget, we read a chapter here every day. All the family of celebration reads a chapter every day. We watch our devos, and that's how we get our days start around here, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis 22, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, after these things, that God tested Abraham. Tested Abraham. And said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on, the one, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. I'm going to drop down to verse 9. And then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And so he says, Hear him I. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. Catch these words right here. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mountain and the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Verse 16 says, This is what the Lord says, because you obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. I swear by my own name that I will bless you with incredible blessings and multiply your descendants in the countless thousands and millions like the stars above you in the sky and like the sands along the seashore. They will conquer their enemies. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power, the authority that's in your word. God, I pray that you would take this moment God, for those that are in this room, those that are aligned, that will even listen to it later. God, that answers and help, godly help, heaven's help would be released. God, I pray that you would use me in a, in a way to speak as the oracles of God, to, as a mouthpiece from heaven. God, we're asking for your, for your presence, for your ability. Speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening. God, may this not be just another religious setting, some religious activity. God, I pray real helpful answers would be given to the questions that people are asking today. I pray the anointing of God, to, the presence of God to move up and down these aisles, through these cameras, heal and deliver set the captive free. Whatever's wrong, make it right. In Jesus' name. God, for those that don't know you, I pray they would have an experience with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Genesis 22, verse 16 and 17. I like it. What it says says, this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and not, have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear by my own name that I will bless you 
with incredible blessings. So God gives a promise here to Abraham, and then God does something really strange. God takes a human approach to solidify his promise. What did God do? God, God swore. Now, the problem with God swearing is that um, God doesn't need to swear. He, he's, he's God. Come on, can I get a... Can I get some help in this place today? God, God is, he, he's God. Now, now, now we swear, right? We, we will say things like, I swear I didn't do it, right? We'll say things like, I swear I wasn't there. I swear I didn't go. Because we are taught to swear is to authenticate or to validate what we're saying. So, so when we want to prove to people that we're not lying, uh, we'll say things like this, I swear on my mama's grave. Right? We'll, we'll say things like, I, I'll swear, I swear on the Bible, I'm telling you the truth, right? We're, we're trying to get a higher authority than ourselves. We'll say, I, 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 swear, I swear to God, just trying to prove that what we're saying is, is we're telling the truth. But why would God need to swear? Because to swear is to bind yourself to a greater authority than yourself. So really, there's no need for God to swear because there's no one greater than, than God, right? right? So, so why would God swear? I believe God swore because God knew that when you and I heard that God swore, that you and I would believe God on a whole nother level, that we would take him Seriously, he didn't just give a promise, he gave an oath. He swore. So the Bible says that when God could swear by no one greater, God, God swore by him, because there's nobody greater than God. So when God could swear by nobody greater, God swore by himself. I guess he said, I swear to God. Bible said that when God could swear by no one greater, God swore by himself. God looked around and there was no one greater than himself to validate his promise. So God says, I swear that I swear that I swear all by myself that I will bless you. I swear, Abraham. I swear, Abraham, I'm going to to do it. Today, I want to talk and take a look at what would cause God to swear. What would cause God, I mean, if he's going to do some swearing in Abraham's life, I'd like for him to do some swearing in, in my life. What, what would cause God to swear in Abraham's life? I swear that I swear I'm this isn't just a promise, Abraham. This is an oath. I'm going to bless your life. Now, we've been looking at uh, five preparations. Let me give a little review, and then we're going to jump in back into that story. But we've been looking at the five preparations or five responsibilities that God gave to Joshua before God let his people cross over into the promised land or the big things that God had for them, a land that flowed with milk and honey, a land of amazing uh, resources. It was, it was their place of blessings. Now, remember, before God lets them into that place of greatness and bigness, because this is all in the theme that, 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 that we believe God has spoken to celebration, make no little plans here. We're believing for the big things of God, right? God can do exceedingly abundantly what, above what we can think or we can ask. But before God allows them to experience the big things and the big blessings that he has for them, remember God talks to them about three things. He talks about their yesterdays, their todays, and their tomorrows. Remember, he tells them that for their yesterdays, they, that, that, that he has healing for their yesterdays, that, that they didn't need to get stuck in their yesterdays. And then he talked about their tomorrows, and he said, I have miracles for your tomorrows. And Joshua 3, 5 says, for tomorrow the Lord will do miracles. So God is telling his people, I have your yesterdays covered, and I have your tomorrows covered. 
I got healing for all the pain of yesterday, and I've got miracles to put on your calendar for tomorrow. But before he gets done, he says, but what I need you to do is I have preparations or responsibilities for you to do in your todays, and God gives them five of them. And we've been taking the summer to go through them one by one, and now we are on, and we're going to finish today. God, I believe in God that we're going to finish today, is we're on number three. We talked about uh, the first one was prepare our priority. That's the priority of God's Word. God's Word is an authority in our life. In other words, if God's going to do miracles tomorrow, I have to have a priority of the Word of God today. i got to live my life by the Word of God today for God to do miracles in my tomorrow. We looked at number two. It was a preparation of our position. It was a position, a daily position of courage that, that, that refuses to fear any evil. If I'm going to experience miracles in my tomorrows, I can't be yielding to fear today. I've got to resist fear like it's the devil himself. Resist the devil and he will flee. So I, I prepare my priority, the word. I prepare my position, which is to stand against fear. We're in number three, and we have been on this one for several weeks, and it is preparing your passion. It, it has to do with a daily passion that fully surrenders to God. God says, I need a priority in your life. God says, I need a position in your life. And now I need a passion in your life. And this passion is a life that fully surrenders to God. Where do you see that? It's in Joshua 3.5. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do miracles among you. Notice what Joshua says here. Tomorrow God will do miracles, but Joshua then said, he gave them instructions for their todays. Jo Joshua tells them, you've got to consecrate yourself today. If you want miracles tomorrow, there's five things, five specific things before, before they're going to experience the big things of God. I'm here to tell you, you're going to have to do these five things in your life. They're going to have to be part of your todays for you to see the big things of God in your life. You're going to have to have a priority of the Word of God. You're going to have to have a position that stands against fear. And this one is a really huge one. You're going to have to have a passion that surrenders everything to God. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow... The Lord will do miracles among you. Now, I'm already rushing, but I want to slow down long enough to remind you once again, God's got your yesterdays covered. God's got your tomorrows covered. All he needs is your cooperation in today. Today. And the responsibility that he's asking for here is he's asking you to consecrate your Life And we've been defining this, and if, if, I'd encourage you to go back. I believe we've been on it for several weeks, two, three weeks. But again, this word consecrate means kadesh. It has to do with surrendering your heart to God. That's the Hebrew word, kadesh. It, it, it's a wholehearted, passionate devotion unto God. To consecrate simply means to give God your all. To consecrate simply means to... Be completely sold out to God. To consecrate is to be fully surrendered. One of the greatest definition is just to be fully surrendered to God. So consecration, as we've taught already in the last two weeks, and we spent much time on this, so I'm trying to move forward. To consecrate means that it has everything to do with who and what you give your life to. Consecration, this word is not about separating from sin, it's about separating unto God. Kadesh is to separate to God. Kodesh is to separate from sin. That's not what Joshua said. Joshua is not saying Kodesh. He's saying Kadesh. Kadesh is not separating from sinful activity. Kadesh is a surrender and a love affair with God Almighty. And, and you'll find if you'll do that, your love affair with God will cause you to not want to do the things you're doing right now anyhow. Right? So it has to do with who and what you give your life to. Consecration is really a personal commitment and a love for, for God. Now, um, 
We've had to spend a lot of time on this the last couple of, way, a couple of weeks because the modern-day church, uh, we don't know anything about consecration. We don't hear that word. It's not something we use in our, you know, our, our modern vernacular very often. We don't know much about consecration. Uh, but Christianity is all about consecration. So, so many have made Christianity just a, a side item to their life. Christianity was never to be a side item to your life. But so many have made Christianity just a side item to their life. They just, they just give God an occasional Sunday here and there. They just sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on their life when they need him here and there. I mean, just add God to your to-do to your to list. That, that's kind of the mentalities of the modern-day church. Just, you know, just occasionally give God a little bit of something. But, but that's not consecration. Consecration is giving God your, your all. And it, in the last couple of weeks, it's been powerful as we've really uh, dug into that and give, given definition to that. I'm going to stay out of the weeds of that because you just need to go back to the podcast and listen because we spent much, much time there. But the Bible doesn't teach uh, that consecration is just add a little bit of Jesus to your life here and there. Just give them an occasional Sunday. It teaches that true Christianity is a call to consecration. It teaches that Christianity is a call to full surrender. I know that's not popular, but I'm going to say it again just to run the devil off. Consecration is a call to full surrender. Now, you, you get to make up your own mind, but if you want miracles, God says, this is how they come. I got your yesterday's covered. I got your tomorrow's covered, but I need consecration today. It's not this little bit of Jesus. I need a full surrender of your life. And if I could find somebody that gives me a full surrender of their life, I'll do miracles in their tomorrow. You need to understand that God is on the, he is searching for those who are consecrated. We looked at this verse last week, but let's look at it again. Second Chronicles 16, 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord. Notice they roam, they're looking throughout the earth to show himself strong. How strong is God? Do you think he can heal you today? Do you think he can deliver you today? Do you think he can fix your problem today? Do you think he can put a smile on your face today? How strong is your God? The Bible says he's looking to show himself strong. But who is he looking for? Notice for those who are half-hearted who sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on their life here and there, who occasionally show up for Sunday chow. Sure quiet in this Amazon church. So I'm looking for those who are wholehearted, wholeheartedly devoted to him. That, that's consecration. You know what? At least this explains why Christianity is not working for a lot of people. It's, it's better than getting a cute little preacher to pat you on the shoulder and say, it's all going to be okay. God really is going to work in your life. I'm just telling you something. God's not going to work. You're not giving him opportunity to work. He's looking for consecration. Oh, see, we already went there, huh? Nobody's going to help me preach today, right? Huh? Some of you come to church just to see me get in trouble. He said, I'm looking to show myself strong. Who, who are you looking for, Lord? I'm looking for that person who is wholeheartedly devoted to me. When I read this and was studying it, I heard the voice of the Lord, and I've been saying it the last couple of weeks. The church, I heard the voice of the Lord say this. He says, the church had been asking me, where's the miracles? Where's the miracles? And I believe God is in heaven saying, where's the consecration? Where's the consecration? Also, I want to remind you of this, that consecration, this is huge, consecration always comes before God's blessings. So God is on the search for the person who's consecrated, but you need to understand is that consecration always comes first before the blessings. In other words, you have to first surrender, then God blesses. In other words, you fully give yourself to God and then God fully gives himself to you. And we spent all last week showing you verse after verse where that truth is revealed. 
But let's look at Proverbs 21, 21, just remind us. It says the lovers of God, the lovers of God, the lovers of God, the lovers, any lovers in this place? You can make a quick adjustment. If you're not, just say, Lord, I'm just changing that, right? I was taught by my spiritual influence that you can, you, you can make a quick adjustment and get things on credit that quick with God. I believe that. For you that have not been loving God, make a quick adjustment right now. Say, you know what? I haven't been loving God like I should, but now today I make a quality decision. I am a lover. Say that with me. Say, I am a lover of God. Notice what happens for the lovers of God. The lovers of God who chase after righteousness will find all their dreams come true. Woo! 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 <laughs> Got one lady up over here waving me down. I love it over there. Thank you. Thank you. That's what you're looking for. We're so hypocritical. Go buy a bunch of lotto tickets so our dreams can come true. And then we come in here and we find out how our dreams can come true and we act like it's not even true. Bunch of hypocritical church-going people. If we ever act like the Bible is true, God will get in your life and he'll say, I swear that I swear that I swear I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking for somebody to bless. God is looking for some, you've got to understand, God is looking for somebody to heal. God is looking for somebody to deliver. God is looking for somebody to bring a breakthrough to the, he's looking to restore homes and restore marriages and restore family. God is on the search. God is on the search. See, I want to start preaching, but I'm pulling myself back. Got some material we need to get through. God is on the search. When he looks at you, does he keep on moving? Or do you stop his gaze because of your full surrender lifestyle? Come on. The blessing. It says the dreams come true, an abundant life dripped with favor, and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. Notice that the blessing, the blessing, here's the, here's the principle, it's the Bible principle, is in the surrender. The blessing is in the consecration. God says, if you'll consecrate today, I will do miracles in your tomorrow. It is a passion that the church must stir up. I have a priority. I have a position. And now I need a passion. I need a passion that is fully on a journey to surrender my life to the Lord. Now, we see this principle in the life of Abraham. Uh, the Bible said that before God swore to bless Abraham, that God first tested Abraham. We're going to see this, this, this principle that, that consecration comes first before the blessing. So before God could bless Abraham, before we, we, we read the verse where he says, I swear that I swear that I'll bless you, before, that, before the blessing or before the oath came, there was a test that came. Notice verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested, this is going to help somebody, that God tested Abraham. How many of you want to be taught the word? This, this will help you. This will help you figure out some of your problems, some of your issues. In all of our getting, get a goosebump. No, in all of our getting, get understanding. Come on, this is going to help us today. So if Abraham was tested, the Bible said, then what was the test? The Bible is very clear that it was a test of consecration. Before the vow came, before the blessing came, a test came. And the Bible's very clear that it's a test of consecration. It was a test to reveal if Abraham really trusted God. If God really was his priority, if God really was his passion. It, it was a test to reveal God's value and position in Abraham's life. It was a test of consecration to see if Abraham was fully surrendered to God. Time out. We all want the blessing, but are we willing to consecrate? 
That's what the test was for Abraham. But please hear me today in this room online. Please hear me. We are all tested by God, not tempted, but God does test you to see if he's your priority, your passion, and your trust. Well, show me chapter and verse. I'm glad you asked. Jeremiah 17.10. It says, I, the Lord, search minds and test, test hearts. God will test you. It's called the test of consecration to see what and who you value. The whole purpose now of a test is to reveal. Some of you act like you're taking a test right now. It's okay. Everything's good. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this thing out. And by the end of this service, God's going to be saying over your life and your family, I swear that I swear that I'm going to increase you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm, you can make a quick adjustment today because now you're getting some understanding. You're getting the answers to life's problems. Now, the whole purpose of a test is to reveal something, is it not? It's to see if you're ready to go to the next level. A test is what qualifies you to advance to the next level. The test that God gave Abraham was not to torment him, but it was to prove what was in him so that God could take him to the next level, so that God could do more in his life. I've come to tell somebody today that just maybe what you've been going through is just a test so that God can take you to the next level. Test of consecration. It's just, it's just a test. Lean over to your neighbor and say, it's just a test. Lean over to your other neighbor and say, pass the test, pass the test. Now, this test of consecration in Abraham's life, there were three marriage areas that he was tested. Let me break this down, give you three quick things, and we're going to get you out of here because I think there, somebody's playing today, right? The test of consecration in Abraham's life here, there were th three, I, I can show you three major areas that he was tested in. It's called the test of consecration. Let me give you the first one, because if Abraham passed it to qualify for God to swear that he swore, it's going to be the same thing you're going to have to pass if you're going to get God to move from a promise to an oath. Come on. It's a whole nother animal. Woo. The first one is the awareness test of consecration. The awareness test of consecration. Awareness, awareness, awareness. This is the first test. It's a test of awareness. The test of awareness. The awareness test of consecration. Notice here, Genesis 22.1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham! And he said, here I am. So God called Abraham by name. Abraham, Abraham. I don't miss this. And Abraham responded to the voice of his God which means that Abraham was aware, 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 aware that God was talking to him. He was aware that God was talking to him. Don't miss this test that God sends to Abraham. Don't, don't, don't miss this. I, I know it's simple, but this test that God sends to Abraham was a test to see if Abraham was aware that God was talking to him. Here, here's the question today. Are you aware? I know it's simple. It's the reason why we don't pay attention to it and we flunk it. Are you aware that God is speaking or talking to you? Are you even listening for God to speak to you? One of my very favorite verses in the Bible is the young man, Samuel, just a boy. And he says this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I try to say that every day of my life. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. If you're going to see the blessings in your life, 
If you're going to get God involved in your life where he says, I swear that I swear that I swear, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have to pass this test of awareness, this test of awareness. Are you aware that God's talking? The Bible says in John 27, and I'm going to try to stay as short as I can on these points to get through it, but we could teach all day on this. But the Bible says in John 10, 27, that God's people or his sheep hear his voice. So God's people are to be aware of God's voice. People say all the time, man, those people that hear God's voice all the time, they, they scare me. You know who scares me? It's people who don't hear God's voice. I'm telling you, God is speaking. Are you listening? That's the reason why I told you we start our... Every day of the week, we start out reading a chapter every day because the Word of God is God speaking to you. You can get God to speak to you 24-7. Thank God for the technology with podcasts. You can hear God all day. God is, oh, you get good godly ministers speaking into your life. You can hear the Word of God. You can start reading chapter after chapter, and it's, the Bible is God speaking to you. Not only that, you have an inward witness. The Bible says he speaks to you in a still, small voice, not an audible voice, but it's a knowing and it's an understanding. God will speak to you. His sheep hear his voice. And the Bible says another voice they will not follow. Did you know it's possible for God to call your name, for God to, to be talking to you and you don't even respond to him? I'm telling you it's happening all the time because we don't think God speaks and God is speaking. God, God, God can speak all day long if you want him to. <laughs> Are you passing the test? Are you aware that he's speaking to you? God could be speaking to you and you're not even aware of it. I know that sounds so simple, but many Christians are ignoring the voice of the Lord. You're not proactive enough to get the voice of the Lord. One of my saving graces is I pump the word in me constantly. And I come home from running. I know I don't look like I run because I eat a lot of ice cream. But I, I've trained myself to run and listen to the word at the same time. And I can't tell you how many times on my runs I've fallen to my knees and thought, if I didn't hear that word from the Lord today, I think my life would be shipwrecked. God will set it up. If you'll get intentional about hearing his word, listening to his word, reading his word, God will speak to your life. It's possible. It's possible for God to be speaking and you're not listening. How many Christians are ignoring the voice of the Lord? <laughs> How many times have I been wrapped up in what I'm doing and my wife be yakety yak, yakety yak, yakety yak, right? Be talking to me and I'm clueless. You know, I'm watching my game like, baby, this is not the time to talk to me. I mean, we, we, we're, 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 we're inside the 20-yard line. We're getting ready to, and she, yakety yak, 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 yak. And not even hear a word. Not even hear a word. Hello. It is possible for God to be speaking, and you're so involved. You're so preoccupied with so many other things in your life. You're not even hearing it's the test of awareness. Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, Lord. You need something? I've come to ask somebody today, have you, ever, have, have, you, have you even been aware of the voice of God in your life? Or has everything else captivated your awareness? It's so easy to be captivated and aware of the voices of our favorite social media feeds. <laughs> We're good at that, right? We hear all that. Our news media outlet feeds, right? So easy to be captivated and aware of the political voices. Get ready. Here it comes, huh? Hmm? The, the, the culture voices, the, the social voices. It's so easy to be captivated and aware of the voices of popularity and fame. We're, 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 we're aware of all kinds of voices, the opinionated opinions of others, the voices of 
criticisms. It's amazing what we're listening to. Hmm? So easy to be captivated by, by, by the voices and aware of those things, the voices of fear, the voices of worry, of stress and strife and anger and hate, the voices of doom and gloom. I mean, all you have to do is listen to the world and you just get more doom and gloom. But, but, but I've come to tell somebody today, are you aware of the voice of God that says no weapon formed against you is going to prosper? I've come, to, I've come to stir some believers up today. Are you aware of the word of God, the voice of God that says greater is he that's in you than he that comes against you? Are you aware of the voice of God that say, if God be for me, who can be against me? That's going to get you further than your social media. It's going to get you further than your news media. Are you aware of the voice of God? that says, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The voice of God that says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Are you aware of the voice of the Lord that says, by his stripes? Come on, they're trying to get you talked in to all kinds of more sickness and disease. But are you aware of the voice that says, he sent his word and he healed them, that by the stripes of Jesus, you are the healed of the Lord. Are you aware of that voice? Come on, they're trying to talk you into recession, but are you aware of the voice of God that says, I'll give you the power to get well, to establish my covenant upon the earth? Are you aware of the voice that says, given it shall be given, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall I cause people, people to give unto your life? Are you aware of that voice? We know you're aware of the voice of anxiety and worry and fear. Are you aware of the voice that God says, I shall bless you? I swear that I swear I'll bless you. I'll increase you, and I'll cause your family to be blessed more and more. Are you aware of the voice that says, I will not withhold any good thing from those who live upright before me? Are you aware? We could spend all day long. I, I wouldn't have enough time to give you all the promises that God has for you. The awareness test of consecration is that you're listening for the voice of the Lord. Tom, you're going to have to help me come back. I'm not wrapping up yet, but I'm getting close. We'll make them think they're closing. This, this is so important. This is so powerful. We weren't even going to teach this, but and the Lord shifted everything, and I believe this is a voice... This is a word of the Lord for you. It's going to help us to make some adjustments. The awareness test of consecration is that you're listening for the voice of the Lord. God shouts out, Abraham, Abraham, and immediately Abraham responded to the Lord. Why? Because Abraham was listening to the Lord. So how do you know you're passing the test of awareness? When God calls your name, do you respond? When God calls your name, do you respond? Now, not only did God test him with awareness, but God was testing his, number two, his availability. It's the availability test of consecration. The first one is an awareness. When he calls your name, when he speaks to you, do you respond? Are you listening to him? Yes, Lord. Do you, did you need something, Lord? Oh, I'm sorry, God, God I, didn't, I, I didn't get that. Are, are, you, are you need something? Let me turn down my, my game right now, Lord. Yeah. It's an awareness test that you're so sensitive to the things of God that God can speak to you in any moment, and he says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. It's not just an awareness, but it's also availability. Notice we see it in verse 1 of Genesis 22, the same verse says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham, said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Here I am. That, that, that's it right there. That, that's the availability. Here I am. Here, here, here. That, that's, that's that Hebrew word. We know it around here, don't we? Hanini. Some pronounce it Hanini. Scholars pronounce it, pronounce it both ways. Hanini or Hanini. That's the Hebrew word. One Hebrew word for those 
three English words, here I am. Jewish rabbis say it's the most important word that you could ever let out of your mouth. And any, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. You know what? You know what? Hineni means, it means God, here I am, without hindrance or distraction, ready to do whatever you need me to do, even before you tell me what you want me to do. I got to say that one more time. Because Abraham says, uh, Lord, Lord, did you need something? Lord, Lord he, he, oh, here I am, Lord. He's not just saying... Yo, did, did you call? He responds. He, he responds with, here I, God, here I am without hindrance or distracted, ready to do whatever you need me to do, even before you tell me what you want me to do. Oh, you're not hearing me. Even before, Lord, I'm going to clear my calendar. I know I got things on the calendar. I know Tuesday night I'm supposed to be here, Wednesday night I'm supposed to be here, Thursday. But God, but God, do you need something? That, that's not how the church does it today. Well, I can't go to church. I'm busy. You know, we got travel teams going on here. Hello. Not, not Abraham. Lord, is there something you need? When the church starts making God the priority, then God will make the church priority. Come on. We, we want the miracles. Where's the miracles? God's saying, where's the consecration? We have the version of Christianity that we want. And it's frustrating. It's empty. It's sickening. I've about had enough of it. I'm looking for a people, 7,000 that have not bowed their knee, that says, Lord, we're going to sell out to you. We're not going to play the game of Christianity. We're not going to be that powerful, powerless church. In the end time, the Bible says that in the end time, that the church will have a form of godliness, but, de not, but denying the power thereof. Why would they be not denying the power? Because they have no power because they didn't consecrate your life. They look like church. They smell like church. They act like church, but they're not God's church. They're powerless. And how are you going to save a world without the power of an almighty God? Give them what you have. That's why they're not coming now. Your misery, your frustration, your stress, God is looking for a people that he can show himself strong and do miracles in their midst to make them a living testimony to reach this world for him. A city set on a hill. Whew. See, I, 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 I got to get back over here. I got to get back over here. Get off track, you know, get off track. Get those ugly letters coming in. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's raising up the end time church. I said God's raising up. I'm going. So, okay, uh, God's raising up the end time. Come on. How many is going to be a part of the end time church? Come on, how many is going to sign up for the end time? Signs, wonders, and miracles. The world gets darker, but the church is going to get brighter. It's going to arise and shine. Come on, God's looking for some radicals. God is looking for the people that will surrender their life to the cause. Okay, okay. Okay, how many of you give me two more minutes? Come on, two minutes. We only have Three, three minutes? Great. Four, four. Okay, good. Four, yeah. Niners played already, so huh? So, yeah. So Abraham wasn't just responding to God, but Abraham was making himself available to God. You just missed it. He wasn't just responding. Uh, did you say something, Lord? He wasn't just responding. But he's saying, here I am. He's making himself available to God. Abraham was saying, I hear you, God. I'm available. What do you need me to do? 
I had something on my calendar for Thursday night, and I had something on the Wednesday, and I had something, but God, I'm clear in my calendar. God, what is, you're my priority. God, I'm going to consecrate to you. And I'm not talking about preachers and churches taking up your I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God calls, do you respond? But here I am, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to lay aside? What is it that you want me to pick up? God, what do you need me for? Abraham was giving his yes to God before God ever gave Abraham his assignment. God was testing his availability because if God is going to use somebody, he has to find somebody who's available. I I didn't say able. I said available. Because <laughs> I, guess, I guess I might as well go ahead and clean house right here, huh? Because there's a whole lot of people who are able. Oh, they have the gift. Oh, they have the talent. But they want to use it when they want to use it. And then we wonder, where's the miracles? Oh, God, I'll use it if it's convenient. God, God, I'll use it if I'm not busy. God, I'll use it if I don't have anything else going because, Lord, we're going to fit this all in the calendar. And then we expect God to bless us. Why isn't God looking over my life saying, I swear that I swear that I swear I'm going to bless your life? God's looking for your yes. I know it's tough. Regardless if it's convenient. God's looking for your yes. Regardless what you think is important. God's looking for your yes regardless if you have to rearrange your whole life. Don't miss this. Don't miss out on God's purpose for your life because you're because of your lazy maybes. Oh, maybe I'll do it. Oh, oh, maybe I'll do it. Don't miss out on God's purpose of your life for because of your lame excuses. Because of your messed up priorities. So 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 the availability test of consecration is that you are available for the assignment of God. That's how you pass the test. God is looking for a people who will say, God, here I am. What do you need me to do? When God speaks, he says, oh, God, that's you. What do you need, God? I'm aware, God. I'm not so busy that I'm not aware. It's consecration if you really want to know what it is. And then it, it, it goes in from awareness to availability. Here I am. Here, here I am, Lord. Because whatever you have me to do and whatever you want me to do is more important than anything else. Here's the third one, and we'll wrap it up. I can do this. We can get through this today. Because we got to get on to, to some other territory. Here's the third one it's the altar test of consecration. It says, then they came to the place of which God had told him, verse 9 of chapter 22, and Abraham built an altar. Abraham built an altar. This is a test of who gets your worship. It's a test of who gets your worship. In the Bible, the altar represents a place of worship. The altar is the place where you worship and honor your God. The altar is the place where you take what's valuable to you and you worship God with it. The altar is the place where you declare God's worth to Him. The altar is the place where you worship the source and not the resource. The altar is the place where you worship the provider and not the provision. The altar is the place where you worship the giver and not the gift. So, so here is Abraham and Isaac. They're, they're going up the mountain, two generations. I love the, the picture here. They're walking up the mountain and they're they're, they're going to worship God. 
And Abraham takes his son of promise and lays him on the altar to offer him as, a, as, as an offering to God because that's what God has asked him for. And he raises the knife to give God all that he... I, I put myself in this story. I'm telling you, I'd flunk it. I, I, just, I just don't understand it. Now, we have progressive revelation, but Abraham didn't. We know, we know that God did not accept a human sacrifice. It was against the law. There's no way that God is going to allow that child to be sacrificed. But what you may not know is all the religions of that day, that was their common practice. All the pagan religious ways, they all offered up their sons, their first sons, to, to their God. Maybe that's why God was asking them, will you, will you do for me what, the, what, what all these other people are doing for the world? I wonder if God looks at the church and says, hey, hey, will you do for me what you're willing to do for the world? But, but Abraham doesn't know this, but he's consecrated, he's fully surrendered. And the reason why, Hebrews 11, we don't have time to go, because he even believed that if he, if he sacrificed his son, that God would raise him back to life because he was the, 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 the chosen promise. Raises the knife to give God what he asked for. And it's at that moment that God shouts out, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay a hand on him, for now I know talking about the importance of hearing God. Some of us, we hear God once, but we don't hear the preceding word, and we kill our promise and wonder what the heck is going on. He had a word, but then he had a preceding word. Take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him on the altar. But if he's not aware of God's voice, he doesn't hear the second word. Some of you are stuck in the first word, and you've killed your destiny and your promise because you're not hearing the second word, the preceding word. Don't kill your son. We, we could have done that in, when we came to Fresno. Go to the northwest side of Fresno and start a church. We could be stuck in that word or we could hear the preceding word. Now go here. Now go here. Now do this. Now do that. Now go here. And it's not over. I said it's not over. Go, go here. Come on, when the cloud moves... Come on, God's people's move. When the fire moves, God's people, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Come on, we're wrapping this up. We're coming to the end. It's, it's right here. Abraham, Abraham, don't lay a hand on him. For now I know God never wanted Isaac to be sacrificed. The altar for Abraham was never, ever about Isaac. It was about Abraham's heart. It was just a test. Abraham, now I know that you would never withhold anything from me. Does God know that about you? Abraham, now I know I can give you a gift and you won't allow it to become an idol in your life. Does God know that about you? <laughs> Abraham, now I know that I can give you blessings upon blessings upon blessings, and you won't quit serving me. Does God know that about you? Does God know that about me? Maybe that's why he's never showed up in my life and said, and say, I swear that I swear that I swear. He's blessed me, but the, but the oath of the blessing is a whole nother process, and it took Abraham, I don't have time to teach this, but it took him 30 years to get there. This is the same promise that we're going to read in a moment. I swear that I swear. God made that same promise in Genesis chapter 12. It took him 30 years to get there. Now I know, Abraham, I know I can bless you, and you'll still be fully surrendered to me. So many of us two time on God with the blessings of God. He blesses you, and then you take it from there. I'm as guilty as the next. Get a little bit of something, and then I don't have time for God. I used to pray. I used to cry out to him because I didn't have anything else to do. But you know, now that I got a little bit of swag. Is that, is that the right word, baby? 
What is it now? I'm sorry. Riz? 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 Like, how do you spell that? All right, I got a little Riz. Now I got a little Riz. Riz, Riz. Are, are you still with me? Come on, still with me? I'm landing. This is, this is such an important matter. I, I'm telling you, we're going to get back to the sermon that's here. I'm telling you, I'm going to go back to some of it. But, but this year has been an apostolic year of God just setting things in order. Setting things in order. It's not about you. It's about me. So you think I'm preaching. I tell you this every week. You think I'm preaching about you. Get over yourself. I'm trying to fix myself. I'm trying to fix myself. I'm trying to fix myself. And whoever else wants to fix themselves, come on in. The water's fine. The party's fine. Come on, we're going to see God move in our land, in our community, in our city, in our home. Come on, we're going to lay hands on our babies and they shall be healed. Fully anointed. The power of Almighty God. And the devil out of our homes and our families and of our relationships and of our marriage and of our finances. No, 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 no. We serve an awesome God, a big God. Make no little plans here. God's got a bright future for you, better than ever. Woo! Somebody go, woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God's looking to know that he can give you something without it replacing him. God will give you what you want as long as it doesn't become your God. God will give you what you want as long as it doesn't take his place. God will give you what you want as long as you don't start worshiping it. God will test you at the altar to see who you worship. Awareness, availability, and altar. God will test you at the altar to see if the giver is more important than the gift. Once Abraham refused to withhold his worship, God, God said to Abraham, this is huge, look behind you. And when he looked behind him, a ram was caught in the thicket. It was God's provision for that moment. God had already had it prepared. God tied that lamb up knowing that if he get Abraham to pass the test, that God would provide the offering. He had it tied up. He had the provision tied up. He had the blessings tied up. When God knows that he, that he comes first in your life, then God begins to release what is tied up in your life. I want to say it again. When God knows that he comes first in your life, then what he has already prepared for you that is tied up, he begins to release it. Oh, get, get ready, celebration. Get ready, people of God. God is getting ready to untie some blessings, some healings, some deliverances, some breakthroughs in your life. Come on, stand to your feet. Nobody leaving. I need, I need to hit that hole. I need, to, I need to do a better job at that. Abraham never seen the ram caught in the thicket. Now, I'm a hunter. Sorry. There's just nothing like chasing down an animal. There's no way a ram caught in the thicket would be quiet. How in the world is that ram quiet? God hid it away until Abraham passed the test. And then he unties it to provide the miracle. I'm here to tell you, there's some things that have been hidden for you that are getting ready to be untied to you because you're passing the altar test. God's gonna get all of my worship, provision, the healing, the restoration, the breakthrough, all that you've been waiting on. So here it is, Genesis 22. This is what the Lord says, Abraham. Because you've obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name, I swear by my own name, 
that I will bless you with incredible blessings. I swear that I swear, Abraham, I swear. Why did God swear? Because Abraham passed the test. What was the test? It was a test of consecration. And when you pass the test of consecration, you position yourself for the oath of God, where God looks over your life and says, I can trust you. I swear that I swear that I swear I will bless your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A consecrated life is a blessed life. I believe some things are getting untied. I believe some things are getting untied because of your consecration. Consecration, the test of consecration is a test of awareness. It's a test of availability. It's an altar test of worship. And when you pass that test, God looks over your life and he says, I swear that I swear. In other words, God is saying, I'm so serious about this that I'm going to swear all by myself. I'm going to bless you. That I prophesy, I prophesy over your tomorrows, the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Tomorrow I will do miracles. Lift your hands to heaven, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just lift your hands. I really felt in my study, in my prayer time, I heard God say, I'm untying some things for people. It's been tied up. I haven't been able to reveal it, but there's been some adjustments. There's been some consecration. I'm here to tell you, God is untying some things. It's been a long time, but God's going to reveal it to you. You're going to see it. I believe things are going to even begin to happen this week. Come on, your Mondays are, are slated for miracles. Your Tuesdays, come on, get miracles on the calendar. Breakthroughs, come on, are coming Wednesday. Deliverances, come on, are coming Thursday. Come on, your, your future is going to be bright. It's going to get bigger and better and brighter because we have a passion for our God. We worship you. We thank you. But you guys, God, sing something. God, I'm available. The answer is yes. Cause I hear your voice. Come on, tell them, say, I'm available. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Cause I hear your voice. Clearly, yes. I'm available. God, I'm available. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. I'm available. Say, I'm available. The answer. The answer is yes. Yes, I hear your voice. Sing it again. I'm available. God, I'm available. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I hear. I hear your voice. I'm available, God. I'm available. The answer is yes. I hear your voice. You sing it. I'm available. Say, I'm available. Beautiful, yes. The answer, the answer. I hear your voice. I It's calling my name out loud. And I'm available. Say, the answer is yes. The answer I hear. to show himself strong to do amazing things in our lives but he's looking for people who wholeheartedly 
We're chasing after you. It's a passion. I'm not talking about an outward thing. I'm talking about a heart that has a passion. God, do you love him? Are you thankful for him? I, I want us I to pray our prayer of consecration and then, then I want to um, let you go. I feel like I just need to say this again because I know the last couple of weeks it's, it's been a weighty word. It's been a, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's intended to be that. It's, it's, it's the kind of word that'll challenge and bring change in your life. Uh, it's, it's the weighty words that have changed my life. It's not the little cute words that makes me feel everything's rosy and cute and I'm doing everything right. Sometimes God has to get in your business. Hey, you need to make an adjustment here. And I know sometimes you get in things like, hey, you feel like I'm reading your mail and I've, I've, I've organized this message for you. It's just, really? As a pastor, the last couple months, I've had to really deal with this word. Say, God, I've kind of got lazy here. Got a little complacent here. Became that professional Christian here. Where's the the hunger of Randy when he's in his 20s? Where's that same hunger? You know, in his 40s now. Come on, somebody. Somebody, amen that right there. Come on, somebody. Come on. So so I I, I just hope the defenses, the the, the defense mechanisms just go down and say, God, is there anything in this that I need to be hearing? And I believe if we'll do that as a church, I make the adjustments, you make the adjustments, you know what God's going to do? I swear that I swear. I will bless. Come on, does anybody need the blessings of God? Does anybody need the inheritance of God? Does anybody need the help of God? Come on, it's coming. It's on its way. God's untying it right now in the name of Jesus. Woo! Somebody shout, oh yeah. So, so put the prayer of consecration up, guys, if you got that. It's, it's a, it, this is what I prayed last week about at 4 o'clock in the morning when I realized I need to, get, I need to pray a prayer. I need to pray a prayer of con- this, is, this isn't something I got in the book. This is 4 o'clock in the morning last Sunday before I preached. I felt, I felt so convicted by the word, so convicted. I said, God, and, and I just begin to type, and I, I prayed this prayer. And I just, as a church, if, if, if you want to step into the waters that we're walking in, let's just pray this prayer of consecration. Say this, let me say, Heavenly Father, today I acknowledge that my life is not my own. I belong to you, and I give myself to you to be used for your purpose your plan and your will. I will go where you want me to go. I will say what you want me to say. I will do what you want me to do. I think there's more. God, with your help, whatever the cost is, I fully surrender. God, give me undying passion for heaven's assignment on this earth. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Now today, I choose to consecrate myself. Therefore, I'm blessed by God with incredible blessings. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you receive that? I swear that I swear that I swear. When God could find nobody else greater than himself, he looked at yourself and he says, I swear all by myself, I shall bless you. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 